it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. Um, Connor, we're in for another jump out show this weekend again. We are, another busy show, and uh, what do you call it, great to catch up with everybody as well. Some good stories this, this week. Yeah, definitely. You know, we catch up with Andy Hayes and Rob Barbell from West Cork, also Frank Kelly, second the two-wheel drive. Duncan Williams, the winner of the historic part of the section of the rally, and also Barney Mitchell, what can we say about Barney Mitchell that hasn't been said before either, I suppose, you know, uh, the story is the crack, you know, um, but, you know, West Cork, Connor, we knew it was going to be good, but I don't think we realised how good it was going to be. Ah, listen, fantastic, um, bit of a, you know, the tyre gurus obviously uh, came to the fore and uh, between right, right compounds and, and stuff and then just Robert Barable, wow. What an absolute taking it to the the you know, to the wire with Josh, like just incredible drive by Robert. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, and it's great to see. We all know how good Robert was. You know, there's you know there's no doubt there. But it's great to see him back and 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 buzzing again. You know, like uh, you know we, we speak to Rob and he talk, you know I said to him about you know the, the 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 smile was back in his face. You know, so uh, it's just great to see. And Josh back to his one ways again. Absolutely, yeah. Galway's put behind him, and uh, Josh is back on full form again. And uh, yeah, you've got a question. You know, is this the in for another untouchable year? Yeah, uh, yeah. And like, uh, you know, as discussed with Andy, you'll hear that too. Like that, it meant a lot to them. You know, because like, I don't know. Maybe as the wee doubts start to creep into the back of the mind, I don't know. But uh, uh, you know, the, there was a lot of emotion when they got out of the car at the final time control. You know. But anyway, no point in us telling you all about it. Better hearing from, uh, first of all, we'll hear from Andy, and then that'll go into Rob Barable and from that. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Kevin. Um, brilliant win, yeah. Um, we're absolutely delighted with it. Um, I don't know what it is about us, but we never seem to get an easy one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. our, our, better, so. Um, no, hats off to Rob. He gave a serious run there yesterday afternoon, so. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't easy at all. No, and like you know, the Turnabout Championship—it it really is the championship that keeps on giving. Like you know, we've seen the fantastic battles just were involved in last year and Galway this year. You know, to start off the championship in such a great way as well. And like West Cork, what can you say? It was so much drama, so much intrigue. It was just—I don't know what it was like from the inside, but to, to to be watching it from online, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was pretty frantic from the inside anyway. <laughs> uh, to be fair to Cork, like, they, they put on a, a really good rally every year. And the stages were, were fantastic. Um, really, really, really fast stages. Um, really committed type stuff. The kind of stuff that you know when you're racing on those high-speed roads, like it's, it is it is class-like. So. Um, and the way it's gone with the championship, like, sure, I don't know, you have six or eight drivers there all within a few seconds of each other on every stage. 
So, like, you know, I suppose on Saturday evening, it looked like it was um, Callum and Marion were the big threats. And then, sure, you know, two stages in the Sunday morning, it turns out um, Rob was the, was the massive threat, you know. And suddenly, you're the underdog, uh, you know, from a 30-second lead on, or 20-second lead on Saturday night, all of a sudden, you're the underdog after three stages of Sunday morning. Like, so, yeah, like I said, it's, it's unpredictable, which is brilliant for the championship and brilliant for the sport, like, you know. Yeah, and like for for yourselves too, like do you have to go and like I know Josh talked about going into service and hitting the reset button. Is that a complete right? That's happened. Forget about it. We have to go out now and drive drive these next three stages as, as if them previous three never happened. Yeah, more or less, and that that's what we try to do. Kind of to be honest, um, went into service. Um, myself and Josh went into the van and we were watching the onboard of the the, the first first loop. Um, Tom Gahan stuck his head in the door. And he said, I've made changes to the car. It'd be a lot better now. Don't go back unless you win the rally. And close the door. <laughs> Hard to argue with them, sentiments, isn't it? Yeah. Hard to argue with Tom. <laughs> but like, that shows that the, the faith he has in use, that you have in him, both ways, you know, it works both ways, that you know whatever he'll do to the car will leave it in such a way that you'll be happy with it without having to go out and talk to him and he knows he gives you the car you can do give him the you can deliver the performance yeah yeah like to be fair to tom like it works really well with him you know between between josh and tom and that's you know you come in and and you don't even have to say too much to him you know you just give him a few sentences about what's always happening and what the car felt like and then he he goes off and does his thing then and and you can concentrate on notes and wrecking or not notes but notes and on board and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at the end of the service get back in the car again and he's after making his changes so yeah it is it's some confidence to have uh, on both sides you know so it is it worked really really well that's to say mm-hmm. and like you, you know them last three stages like i've seen some of the footage there, like killian's has a few clips up and that you know rain fog everything was thrown at you like you know from the inside do you even have a time to take that in, or are you just head down and get this job done? Yeah, I'm a good section of Ardfield, the second half of Ardfield there, all over across the fast stuff. No, you're not looking up at all. You've just got your head down. Um, I think there's about a kilometre or something like that, maybe a kilometre and a half where you never lift your head once. Um, and at the end of it, there's, there's a four left. So all the bends are flat until you get to the four, I think it is. And you're just hoping to God that I get to the four with the notes before... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you just you don't even really mind too much. You just you keep the head down and yeah, you, you glance up every now and again, like barely, but you know there's fog and there's heavy rain. Um, but then you call you know a shiny five right, and you hear him, and he doesn't lift off the limiter, and he goes, "Not sure." Yeah, you know, there again, there's that thing about faith. You know, you have the faith that he, you know, he knows what he's doing. He has the faith in you that you know you've called the right note for him too. Again, it is, it is, it's a surreal sport from that side of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like we've run a joke between us. And when I started with Josh, um, watch got a bit of a close one. I used to get the notes and kind of lift them up like that and put my head down. And he used to say to me, like, "Why are you lifting the notes for? Like, what's that about?" And I said to him, "Well, when I started rallying, like I had that many accidents <laughs> that." Out of shape, it was a crash. I was always made notes up anyway. So the thing is now that um, I watch colours, I try not to lift the notes whenever I put close one. So 
Uh, we had a couple of gross ones over the weekend, and he said to me afterwards, he said, you actually should have lifted the most there. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, like, you know, to be fair to Josh, he has, like, sublime car control. Like, he has big slides where everybody else is, you know, lifting off or, you know, taking it very steady. He will throw the car on. He knows what the car will do. Like, that must be a pleasure from your point of view to, to be, you know, you're getting first-hand experience of that. Yeah, it is. No, it is very good. He's really, really good on, on especially if the road is any bit wider at all, uh, where he can kind of play with the car a bit and throw it sideways at high speed, especially. Like, and yeah, it is. It's brilliant when you're in the car, you know, and you're getting away with it. Um, so I know we have to. You won't always get away with it, but um, no, every time you do, there's with a couple of big moments there at high speed there on Saturday on Dunworthy stage, and again we had a couple um, on actually on the last stage on our field as well. Um, where she kind of filled the road in fifth gear, but um, as long as you keep, keep getting away with them, they're great crack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, we talked, uh, Kevin O'Driscoll and myself last week in the preview show, like, our field was going to be, like, if it was going to go down to the, the last stage, it was going to be an epic decider. Like, probably one of the best stages in the, the rally, if not in the country, to go into that knowing that there's, what, six seconds between you, like that must give you such a thrill, like, you know, as I say, probably one of the best stages in the country. We need to go for it. And what a place to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyone that knows Josh knows that he drinks two bottles of Lucas at every Lucas rally. So a rally like that, he would have drank um, probably around 10 or 12 bottles of Lucas Ed. And before our field, I had one of them as well. Make <laughs> 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 a go of it. Um, but yeah. I was on a mission, like so, and we knew he was going to go very hard through it. Um, and I think he'd taken four of us on the previous run of Arfield, uh, so we only had six and a half. We were kind of saying, you know, uh, like we don't want to go very hard here because, it, you know, if he took four last time, he could easily take six and a half this time. So we just watched, called, <clears throat> like you said, around we, we kind of pressed reset and said, right, come on, let's just let's give us give everything. Um, and. Uh, probably took a few chances, maybe. Probably shouldn't have really taken, but we got away with it. Yeah. And, the, you know, not say you are clinical any other rally, but the emotion that came out of you guys at the end of that stage, especially yourself, you got out of that car, and, like, I think of somebody to give you, a, you know, the, the one on Lotto ticket, I don't think you could have been more excited. Like, it must have been such a, a release of tension. Yeah, it was for, for myself, I knew, this weekend. Um, I was over in Cheltenham last week at the races, um, and I'm pretty sure I must have picked up COVID or something. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't well all weekend anyway. Um, and I was even in recce on Friday, I was hard to concentrate. On Saturday, I, I wasn't feeling too well. So you're just kind of on edge all weekend in case you make a mistake, whatever you know, or you know, it wasn't, you're kind of feeling a bit sick on some of the things, and you're just afraid of your life, and especially the high speed stuff that you're going to. To do something, whatever it's going to affect you. So um, when I got to the end, and we got over the finish line, it was a relief. And then um, you're kind of next thing you're as soon as you get over the finish line and you're finished, and you haven't made a mistake, you're happy. And then you're thinking, right, have you won? Have you won it or not? Minute, <laughs> so, uh, you know. And like someone said to me there today, um, the one the harder they are to win, the better they are. Um, so you know, um, uh, if you, if you win a rally, you know maybe where a few people crash out, and you know it's not that close. There's no real buzz off it, but when you're racing like the very last stage, that's they're the ones you want to win. Could, you know, you know, like Gary Kiernan there was going out yesterday morning, ready for a big battle. Next thing is uh, uh, Daniel McKenna pulls in before the start of the first stage, 
you know, there was other guys had problems, uh, Jason Black, one thing or another. Suddenly he he has a minute lead and he said yeah. he hates this, you know, I'd rather be in the battle, you know, probably trying to drive with a minute and advantage, you can there's so many things can go wrong. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's nearly like you forget how to drive and forget how to navigate. Deal like that. It never happened to us in now it was different circumstances. Most last year, the last round of the championship. But uh, all we had to do was finish, really. I think we'd finish in the top, top five or something. And you just, you'd rather be in a battle because you'd be concentrating then at least. Um, and when you have, like like Gary was yesterday, when you end up with that kind of lead, all of a sudden, now you're thinking about all things that go wrong rather than actually thinking about the rally itself. Like, you know, so yeah, definitely um, it's hard to beep in a big battle right down to the wire like that. I just would that close every day. No. <laughs> and like, you know, as I mentioned too earlier, that like every rally has been like since Galway last year, you know, the circuit, Killarney, Donegal, you know, Everton Bardi Ulster, it's been a last last stage thriller. Like this championship, it's you know, I keep saying this word golden era. Like it is it's 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 surreal at the moment. I think in ten years time we're gonna be looking back at this going. This was has to be some of the best rally in this country has ever seen. Yeah, it is brilliant. It's fair play to the organisers and that as well. You know, they took the R5 route a few years ago um, and people were kind of saying it was the right thing or the wrong thing to take WRCs out and all the rest. But it's proved now like, that it's, it's, what's called, it's definitely the right way to go. Um, like the championship is so level there at the minute. Um, you know, and, and even the national championship there as well. Like, you know, we've had three different winners in the last year rallies uh, between Mary Callum and ourselves. Um, and over the weekend there, you know, everyone was setting fastest times and that. So, it is brilliant, like you know, and the Tarmac Championship you said last year was very good, and um, so long made last, really, you know. And um, there's, there's new boys coming there the whole time, you know, yeah. and, and there's like like Cahill McCourt there is watching was after um, really approved over the last year, you know, and he's right there bang on as well, like you know. And it's and great to new- see Rob Barble back on, you know, like you know Rob had took a few years away from rally and come back, and you know he's back with a bang. He's timed in Galway, like. I don't know, we probably were a wee bit surprised in West Cork, but if you look at his times in Galway, we shouldn't be surprised. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. As you said, like, he likes Rob there. Um, you know, I wouldn't say come out of nowhere, like, Rob was always a very, very quick driver, but you know, suddenly uh, in Galway, there he's bang on as well, and, and again this weekend as well. Um, and then, you know, he likes Darren Gas there as well in the yeah. in the middle there, um, and he, he's watched a couple of mega stage times as well. So, um, it is just like, it's, it's the closest race and I remember in Irish Ireland anyway and I don't remember the right way back to, 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 to the last golden era but for sure in the last 10 or 15 years anyway it's, it's the closest it's been for a long long time for sure, for sure. and like where to next now um, Circuit of Kerry and then Circuit Ireland is that in the plans now at this stage um, so Keith Moriarty will go with Josh to Circuit of Kerry um, and then myself and Josh then will go to Circuit of Ireland uh, and then the late um, so uh, Keith will do the national championship with Josh. Uh, I just filled in for uh, Midlands um, as Keith is with Sam. So uh, we do a bit of a watch palace. Uh, <laughs> <That's a Keith. laughs> so, it works well. Uh, so watch palace, it's grand. Uh, we can do a slot in and slot out. Uh, but yeah, no, the next one will be for myself, will be the Circuit of Ireland. Um, and that won't be easy up there either. Um, you know, watch palace. Um, there's always a tough battle in the circuit, no matter what you, what year it is, and who's going and where the rally is. So I think this year it's around Cookstown, and um, mm-hmm. it will be the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. um, but 
imagine all the lads, the usual names will be absolutely on the pace of there as well. I, and like it's a one day rally, like so like there's no margin for error at all, like a, a half spin, like uh you know, a run wide could decide that event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um like it, it's a good and a bad thing, you know. Um like in the likes of West Cork there, we had a good day on Saturday and you're kinda of saying, Geez, I wish it was only one day rally and that was over. <laughs> Over again now tomorrow now and trying to hold it all together again tomorrow. Um but then with the short ones as well, as you said, like you know, you go out and make your own third shot or loop or spin or whatever it might be, and that's it, the whole rally could be over as quick as quick as the next one. And that'll be a real sprint, absolutely. Robert Barbell, second overall in West Cork at the weekend. Uh, fantastic result. Did you come away from West Cork exceeding your expectations or meeting your expectations or what was your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, well, obviously we definitely exceeded our expectations by finishing second. Um, when you look at the entry, like Marion is coming off the crest of a wave with <clears throat> winning Galway, uh, Callum with winning the Midland, Josh is never, ever far away, Sam's never, ever far away. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody now, but I'll be giving out to now next week. But, um, yeah, it's one of them rallies. It's probably the most underestimated, toughest rally. Like we've done over two hours and ten, just under just over two hours of rallying between two days. So it's definitely a tough rally. Um two different four different stages done twice on Saturday and three done three done twice on Sunday. So um yeah, listen, we, we went down with we went down with no real expectation. Obviously with Damien not there, Gordy was stepping into the sea. We got a small test on Tuesday with Gordy, um, which it didn't take much time to get bedded in, the man of his experience. So we had a good test on Tuesday, and then obviously we'd recce Thursday. And then obviously you try and get the first stage under your belt, which was quite good. And then obviously then by the end of Saturday, then we were fourth, but setting second overall fastest times. And the weather was playing havoc with us all weekend, so we didn't know what it was going to do on Saturday. And here the weather changed, I think, seven or eight times. And depending on who you asked, it was... <laughs> You kept going around. You kept going around people until you got the answer. And what? Oh, yeah, I'll stay with you for the you know. So, uh, but um, yeah, and then obviously on Sunday morning, and a bit of drizzle came in, and when the drizzle came in, then I, I knew that I would favour them conditions. I didn't think we were going to be as competitively as we were, um, but definitely I was a little bit more, less nervous, let's say, because when the road is good and dry, the speed is sensational, like. Especially on that neck of woods, you look at the ring second time over, it was six of us separated by 1.8 seconds. I know, isn't that surreal? All different cars, all different drivers, all different driving styles, different tires, you know, different, different you know, manufacturers, whatever. Yeah. Everything was, and it was 1.6 seconds over 15 kilometers, like, which is, I know that rally was close last year when you, when you're looking back at the times on it from 2022, mm. like, there were stages there, I think they were all on the same second, like, but it was a new variation of the stage in the ring, so it was quite good mm-hmm. for it to be grand that way. I've never done it that way now. I think it was similar to 2016 or 2017, one of them 2015, one of them years going back. Mm-hmm. But um, 1.8 seconds, like it's yeah, like it's, 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 it's beyond it WRC stuff. Like even the WRC is yeah. not at that level, you know. Like, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're trying to fight. Like you can't like Irish rally is that competitive now. You can't make it back last time. Yeah. Like a half spin, an overshoot, anything. Yeah. Like you're you you go maybe from first to sixth, you know, just in the yeah. I think like Sam, I think Sam had an over a half a spin on 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 the ring and he dropped seven seconds and 
that put me back ahead of him then by six seconds. But <laughs> the next stage we took one, and the next stage we took one, and the next stage we took one. It was never, never a bit. The, the advantages are are never that big. Barry, you take a real gutsy tire choice, which Josh did on stage three and four, and mm-hmm. that propelled him from I think he was fifth or sixth to a comfortable lead. Like. Mm-hmm. And like to go out there Sunday morning, you, you know, you, you know, you said you seen the rain and you felt kind of quite happy. Like that, you know, it wasn't that the tire choice was, you know, inspired or anything. It was just a comfortable feeling in the car. Yeah, <clears throat> just don't ask me where I was. I can't. Even my dad asked me what 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 made you go. And people text me saying, "Jesus, fair play to you. Good turn of speed." I didn't approach the stage any different. Um, I didn't feel or drove any different. I just literally just drove to the know and just you know we started off it was down the hill to like a, a tight right hand it was real real shiny the minute I turned in I was like okay we have grip and then just then it just gave me a bit of confidence and mm-hmm. away we went then it just just all clicked uh, Kevin it just all clicked really really soon and then obviously then the moment we had then that Killian caught on 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 the on line there that someone put it up that okay it was a moment but it was probably. 2k into the stage so that kind of gets the heart rate going and wakes you up and then after that then it's just yeah just one thing led to another it's just the notes were working well the car was working well it just all clicked it's just it's kind of it's something you can't explain it didn't feel that we drove any different in the stage it just mm-hmm. knew it just i just knew it worked yeah so, i think you know i know from talking to other drivers from the safe and it becomes natural that you're not yeah. thinking about it it's a flow that's when the yeah. times come because Everyone's just working. There's, there's not that there's no thought going into it, but the, you know it's a it's a it's a natural reaction. If the car moves, you have it before it's almost. You're correcting it before it's already almost moved. Yeah, and I think I think the way I approached that this Sunday was just nice and relaxed approach, and that's when you can kind of obviously drive at your best, which it showed for us. It worked well for us when you're all up and tense in the car and you're holding on for dear life. I think that's when the mistakes happen because you're so tense, you're not allowing yourself to relax and take in the read the road and read the grip and try and understand what the car is doing. And like you come to the end of a stage, I always know good how when you come to the end of a stage, it's quite good as you don't remember listening to your navigator. It's just, you're, oh, and the moment, we're doing 20 kilometers in the wet and you were going to disappoint that it came to an end. Like, you know, you can, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you turn around and go back, like, you know, it's, uh, and it kind of, whereas in Galway, we're coming to the end of a 15 kilometer stage and you were kind of looking forward to the end, obviously, because you weren't in the battle. Mm-hmm. You were looking forward to the to the you were like you were looking forward to the next one because it was another eighteen k and then we're on to the hard field then which was twenty k. Like, you're looking forward to getting your teeth stuck in and like when you're coming to the end of nineteen and a half k in treacherous treacherous conditions and there's half a second between three of us again. It's just like it's just it's just it's hard to explain the feeling. It's just sensational. It's just the cracker good like and it, mm-hmm. it gives the gives the it's just I'm just gives a bit of cracker. I'm just. Uh. I'd explain, just give a bit of a smile and a bit of cracking. Yeah, because like I, I spoke to Andy Walsh. Andy was driving home from West Cork last night, and we always chat after the rally. And like mm. what we were saying about yourself, like there was that boyish grin. Like you know, you took mm. ten seconds out of Josh Moffat, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> <Yeah>. why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, listen, Josh, Josh, he, like he done, he done a damn good job, like to hold us off. Like we put everything we had into the last loop of stages, and I mean everything to my best of my capabilities okay we still over the loop we took 1.4 seconds off like to take 1.4 seconds to go and do 60 kilometers or 50 what was it 24 nearly 60 kilometers 58 kilometers of stages 
and have one point four seconds of a difference. It's kind of it's it's down. That's the lines we're down to. Like it's that's yeah. the that's the margins we're down to. Like and mm-hmm. you have to smile. Like, yeah, because uh, you're just you're doing something you out. love doing, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I drove my heart out. He drove his heart out. Okay, at the weekend he was the one that came out on top, and mm-hmm. he done well to do. He done well to deserve it. I I thought we'd rattle him, but listen, the man the man's in the car week in week out. And, to try and pressure him into making a mistake is not going to be easy. No, and like you know, you have to give him these dues. Like you know, what he done last year like, was phenomenal. Like Irish rallying is probably at, at, at its highest level it's probably ever been. Out of of not you know, it's very close to it. And to be to do what he done last year, and this year it hasn't you know it hasn't been easy for him so far. But he's been knocking down. He's still picking up the results. And when he needed to yesterday, he dug deep and he. He had the answer, hadn't he? Yeah. yeah, I suppose when we were in the when we were in the after this midday service yesterday and we were going back out and I I knew in my own mind that it wasn't gonna be easy. I knew I knew full well that he definitely doesn't take it lying down, which is good because that's all you want. You want a good, fair, hard race. And when we put the when we done when we came to the end of that first stage, uh the second time over and killing comes up, he done he took half a second off me. I knew then it wasn't gonna be possible. Like <laughs> I just knew that he turned up the week and here to be fair to him, he raced at a challenge. I raced at a challenge and we had a good sparring match off each other and good race. Pity that it was raining because we couldn't get out and have the crack between the stages because the rain was that bad. But mm-hmm. well listen, he thoroughly deserved it. I gave everything I had on the last them last three stages. Um and he came out on top. Yeah, because like you know what you put into that. Mm. And like you know what you know, like the you know, Marion Evans put into it, you know, you know, you know what the, what the efforts required, like, and if you can't have a smile and a bit of a crack about that, because like you give everything you can, you couldn't ask for anything better. No, and I think okay, we we, we kind of have the easy job of doing of not the easy job, but the driving is one part of it. But the conditions we had yesterday, yeah, really saying the Gordy coming up the road last night it's probably the difficult, most treacherous conditions I've ever drove in. Like with fog, with rain, puddles, standing water, shiny tire, muck. Like there's nothing. Why a bit of snow on the side of the road yesterday? There's no other eventualities <laughs> of weather we had. Like yeah. bad visibility at the top of the mountain, good visibility at the bottom. And it's just okay if you separate it from the driving. You have the driving, which is one side, but the conditions on the other side, <clears throat> they were, they were difficult. Yeah, and like you know, you know, this is probably a silly question, but like you know, whenever you come up to the top of the mountain and you're into that fog, like you are taking in what Gordy says, like. Is it complete faith in what's been called over into that into your ears? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you're you're kind of at one with each other. Um, you're kind of at one with each other. You kind of you kind of don't know what's happening, if you, and that's kind of the, what I said earlier on. You're relaxed. You're kind of lit. You're you don't need to be concentrating to listen. If that makes any sense, you're kind of coming over the top of the mountain. And you've maybe forty or sixty yards of a distance, and you're like, I can't really see, but you know, it's at the end of the forty or sixty. So, but you're just you're just kind of you're just in the zone. It's just kind of a it's a unique feeling, I suppose. But once, once it's very hard to get into that all the time, like you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, to be fair, with Gordy joining, and we only getting a small test, I think we click quite well early. But you have confidence in him. The man's got so much experience. He knows, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, it makes the job ten times easier. Like it's not, it's not trying to train somebody in to get to that point. Like the level of experience that he has and the knowledge, and he knows what needs to be done. And like. If he thought I was stepping out of line or getting a bit messy with the drive and he would try and say, listen, tidy up or just like he preempt you in the sections coming up, like 
dirty section ahead or mm-hmm. good section ahead. So you know, you kind of know going into that approach in that section that it's it's quite good. But yes, it's, it's but it's back to your question. Sorry, I was rambling on there. But when you get to the when you get to the top of the mountain and you have just mist and shiny tar and rain and your wipers around full whack and you just have to listen. You just have to go with your go. You just have to trust your you have to trust your instincts as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's kind of mad, but you can't. You could never explain to you could never explain to somebody what it's like driving at that speed yeah, in the fog, in the rain, on shiny tire. Like you think you wouldn't you'd be signed in somewhere. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and like you know, the Citroen, like it's your second event in the car. It seems to be the car that people are starting to gravitate towards now. You know, you've tried the Polo last year. You had the the new Rally Two Fiesta. Like, there's not huge differences in these cars, but is there just something that wee bit more special about the Citroen that gives you the wee bit of confidence? Can you put your finger on it there? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, and somebody said to me earlier on, how come you're, uh, somebody said to me earlier on that uh, in 2010 was the last time I drove a Citroen, we were really competitive in the C2 then, we had great results in it, so I don't know what it is. I think it's just because it's been developed, maybe. It might just suit my driving style. Um, it's quite a firm chassis. Feels quite positive at the front. I don't know. It's not. It's it's not something. But it's not something that I can put my finger down and say it's a particular thing in the car. Or it's a particular. You just okay. It's 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 proven in the European field, which is quite good. Um, no, it's it's. it's uh, I can't turn around. It's just it's comfortable to drive. It's got it's got good power. Like it's not. It's it's, it's got good power. And Matt Edwards demonstrated. The drivability when he went to Donegal with it last year, but I think really why the Citroen is getting going is it's all well, a it's competitive, but b Raymond Moore runs an exceptionally uh, an exceptional customer support program, and I think that's probably he always did to be fair, but yeah, obviously I, I, in the C two and whatever, yeah, back in the C two, but then I think when Citroen kind of didn't really get on top of that R five program as much as M Sport, but now it's starting to come back. Here it swings around, but it's like fashion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the car choice at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's a car choice now. Two years ago, it was Apollo. Next year, it could be a Toyota. So, mm-hmm. or yeah. the year after, it might be a Hyundai. Or, yes. but it's good. To, it's good. It's good to see that there's another manufacturer in Ireland. So there's, so what we had nearly them all yesterday on Bar Ford, but we had a Hyundai, mm-hmm. Apollo, a Citroen, Apollo, Hyundai. So, it's good to see the mixed variations, like. I, there's not one car, you know, it's not come back to the, the old WRC days. You had, if you hadn't a Subaru, you were a Ford Focus, you were a yeah. kind of thing, yeah. So, even if you go back four or five years, it was all fiestas, like everyone yeah. had a fiesta, yeah. That's Sam, true. Yes, we were in a fiesta, mm-hmm. fiesta. Well, I don't know where Stephen Hoy's in fiesta, everyone was in a fiesta. Fiesta's just a team, I was a one mate championship almost, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, like a one mate championship, yeah, like you know what I mean. It's, 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 them things, like, but it's quite good. Um. It's quite good in that respect. So it's good to see it's different, but it's just clicked with me and the Citroen. Um, the drivability, the, the the driving position in it. It just I don't know. It just suits. Again, it's one of them things you, you don't you don't question it. It's working. <laughs> no, I didn't click with the Polo. I just couldn't get the feeling from the Polo. Um, don't ask me why. I can't. I can't put a reason to it. Or and there's no there's no real reason. Bar I just couldn't get a feeling from it. I just don't know. Just didn't click. We just didn't. Mm-hmm. We just didn't click. Whereas in the the Citroen, it just felt different. Yeah. When you're comfortable, you can push at that speed. Like, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, like that's you know, decent points now for the championship. 
Circuit Ireland, is that next on the agenda then? Yeah, Circuit of Ireland next. Um, Circuit of Cookstown really should be called, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, only, it's only one day, four yeah. nine mile stages are done uh-huh. twice like this. Yeah. But I think I think they're going to be tricky ones and then uh, after the circuit and here them short rallies are normally harder to do because they're, they're the pace you can't is, you can't afford to even a, you know a slow stage or you know a half spin uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah so we go to the circuit of Ireland and um yeah and see and go from there and hopefully we can continue the speed from where we finished off in West Cork trying to get a test maybe the week before just to try and keep our hand in with the speed that we brought to West Cork and try and nice to bring that momentum to Cork as You'd love to oh, not to, 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 to Cookstown and see like there's a good camaraderie of lads there, like you know, and it's it's good when, the, when we're all in the hunt, it's good crack, like you know what I mean? It's yeah. we're all get out the end of the stage and we all chat away and we're all friends. There's no there's no badness between anybody in the top I don't know, top ten maybe, like yeah. everyone gets out and has a crack and a bit of slagging and geez you did well in that one and fair play to you. Mm-hmm. It's good, they're good, they're, they're, there's a good bunch of lads there as well as the competition. Like when we get in the car. We obviously of course, that's I every like, second count or every tenth of a second count spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to beat the other person as much as they're getting into the car to beat you, like you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the good that's the good part of it. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the bit that is is I think that's the bit that um is enjoyable as well. Like yeah. there's no madness or there's no. Yeah. Like you had a few years away from the sport, like from your back now and involved in that, and to see that like it. You you must miss that when you're away from it for a while. That I'm getting that. Ah, when you, when when you're away from it and you come back, it, it can be very demoralizing because the speed has moved on. Like, Jesus, the speed is, the speed keeps moving on, so it does take a bit of time to get there. But listen, uh, when you're competitive with the bunch, that's as good because then you get naturally sucked on, and that's that's the bit. But when you're away from it and come back, it's very hard to right. Men more mentally challenging than than anything else to try and get back up to the speed, like. Like if you were six months away and came back and trying to race Josh, who's done the Tarmac Championship and the National Championship last year, or you're, you're never going to get near him. It's mm-hmm. not. It's, I don't care what anybody says. You'll have to do so much time. And that's why we did the National last year, um, just to try and get a bit of speed up, a bit of seat time, so we wouldn't have massive lack of seat time when 2020, when this year came. So, mm-hmm. And then obviously when Dummy went down the Citroen route, then that obviously, that kind of just compounded the, the, the the acceptance to go and challenge and try and put mm-hmm. in an effort to go and do the Tarmac Championship, which which is really good. Yeah, because like you know, you know, I know again that I've said this already. <laughs> I spoke to Andy Hayes earlier. Like there is no doubt in my mind, this is that golden era of Irish rally. We just don't realise it at this, you know, in this particular moment in time. It's just it's you know it's brilliant rally and all that. But in ten years, fifteen years time, we're going to look back and go. That was exceptional. <laughs> we don't live in the moment. We're trying to yeah. try and live in the past. Yeah. You know, we like, keep hearing about, you know, all the, back in the WRC days or back in the Group B days or back whenever. This is outstanding rally at the moment. But if you ever go back to, to all the years and the Motor of Ireland put up the videos now, there's only ever really two drivers. Like Now we've six, seven, eight maybe. like. <sighs> We don't we don't live in the we don't live in the moment and things like to be fair to Killian his enthusiasm at the stage ends oh. is nothing, <laughs> nothing but exceptional like you know and and that kind of I don't know I probably kind of enjoy that because I see him getting all excited and then the people at home get all excited and like 
it, like at the end of the day, it's a sport for us, but it's a show for everybody. Yeah, like on the heels or on the watch, watch. like I would love to put a heart monitor in him at the end of that last stage. Like, I blow up. Yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think uh, Josh told me he had won, and he didn't believe him. You know, he brought him down to, to talk to you, you know, to get the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the bit like. Yeah. We don't live in that moment now. We'll look back on that in 10 years and say, that, you know, that was a great race. But yeah. we're too busy talking about 10 years ago or 12 years ago or 15 um, years ago. Yeah. Like, I think that's, yeah, yeah. But, but it is it is something that we don't realise that we're, how good it is now. Mm-hmm. But in years to come, we'll realise how good it was. Yeah. And like, like if you go you back, know, you can go back seven be, or eight years. You know, for your name to be part of that story, like, I know you, you know, you don't probably take it on now. But to have your name as part of that, that that's going to be a very cool feeling. Yeah, I suppose it's something that you kind of want to read in years to come as history. Like, you know, yeah. people bring up 2011. Like, I didn't really realise, okay, 2011, we won a rally, but we're the only father and son to win the rally and we're the smallest margin to win the rally boy. Like, 12 years later, that's still a topic of every interview when you're down in Clannacilty. Mm-hmm. Josh is now going to be two-time winner, whereas Donna at the top went back Donna was a five-time winner. Mm-hmm. They were all huge stories at the time. Yeah. Josh has done the Tarmac and National. Sam has done the Tarmac and National. Tim McNulty's done the Tarmac and the National. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 not easy feats. Like you know, they're not they're not easy. They're not easy to do. And I suppose the the accolades that they'll achieve now, yeah, they're they're fighting hard for. But in years to come, it will be people will look back and say, "Geez, remember that year." And, there's 10 people like you look at when you see the entry for the likes of Circuit of Ireland or Killarney, like it's going to have guts of probably 25 or 5 cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get 10 of them going there with the possibility yeah. that they're going to be at the very least fighting for top three, if not the one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I suppose that's the bit that I think that's the bit that we're probably lacking. We've no real uh, how's the word without getting in trouble? There's no real. Mm-hmm. Focus on it. Okay, we've 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 rivalries, but it's not like the Mikhail Fisher era rivalries. Yeah, it's not built up that way. No, there's no story. <laughs> there's no bikes. Them, rivalry, them uh-huh. rivalries are there, like you yeah. know. Them, them rivalries are there, like uh-huh. Josh Moffat is a massive target on his back, and he knows yeah. that. But there's no one really building up the story to to run with it, like. But I can like we watched the RPM back in the back in the day. And like, yeah. we almost thought that Bertie Fisher and Austin McKeel didn't speak to each other because they were, you know, yeah. they were out to get to each yeah. other. But they were best friends off the stages, you know. <laughs> we're best friends behind the scene, but yeah. like at the end of the day, it was it was it was a it, like at the end of the day, it's a sport, but it's a show. Like Killian, yeah. Killian's viewerships gets up. He gets his sponsors paid. He goes and tells the story, and we get a bit of support. And everyone, everyone that goes, the club, the local community, like it's it's a big, it's a big, it's a bigger thing than just a rally. Like the amount of money it brings into you know Clonic at the weekend, the amount of money it'll bring into Cookstown, the amount of money it'll bring into Letterkenny in June or whatever. Like we it, we probably undersell the, the the real benefits of rallying. Absolutely, like and people think it's a bad sport and it's whatever it is, but like the level of money that people are spending at the events, all the accommodation, the drink and the food, and it's just it's something that. We don't live in the moment enough. I don't think. But mm-hmm. it, it would, I would. De- me and you definitely aren't going to change now. And no. <laughs> but, it's, but, but to go back and answer your question, it's 
the level, the quality of the level of entries in the Irish events between the Irish Tarmac Championship and the National Championship in the last definitely year and a half to two years has just been strong. Yeah. You can't. Barry, you had the real only people you were missing from the Tarmac Championships would be regular contenders, would be like Alistair and Keith, if you go back a couple of years. Like, that's really. Mm-hmm. You'd love to see like a couple of them national lads. Like, you'd love to see Darren Gas come over and. Uh, Darren, Alistair and Keith and everyone that's there now and that'd be an awesome rally. Oh, that'd be, yeah. That'd be yes. have your work for that one. Like. Thanks very much there to Andy and Rob for taking the time there to join us. Uh, the Circuit of Ireland, the next event in the, the Tarmac Championship is going to be something else. Uh, it's going to be um, you know, only one day, I think eight stages. There's going to be no margin for error. Uh, also got the chance to catch up then with Frank Kelly, who finished second in the Modifieds in the West Cork that weekend, and also historic one winner Duncan Williams. Um, again, two fascinating stories. Frank hadn't an awful lot of time; he managed to squeeze me in, he gave me a few minutes of his time, so that was gratefully appreciated. So, first of all, we we'll hear from Frank. I uh, over the moon, over the moon, actually over the moon. Um, West Cork. It's been a love-hate relationship. I love it and it hates me because uh, it was, I was I think it was Lauren reminded me last year when she did it, that was her first year to do it, that I hadn't finished it in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and I was completely blissfully unaware of that. Uh, and then I thought, Jesus, uh, why do I love coming back here when I, when I never get to the finish? But we finished it last year, albeit with a stage maximum because we had a burst of rim and had to stop and change the wheels. So, but at least it was a finish. So, we went back this year thinking now we're going to finish without bursting the wheel. Uh, it'll be it'll be ice on the top. And I genuinely, with the the quality of the entry and the national, I thought if we can get into the top ten, that'll be that'll be good. If we can get into the top five, it'll be over the moon. Uh, so to get a podium, you know, to get second, uh, was just uh, astounding. Yeah, and the the conditions. You said about everything. I think the only thing missed out was about snow because there was there seemed to be everything else there. <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely absolutely crazy. I hadn't realised. Uh, I should have I should have read between the lines because several you know a lot a lot of lads down around around that part of the world and you know your weather predictions from up here can be very different down there. So I was just checking in with a few of them. You know what's the weather forecast given? You know in the week we're running up to, and uh, I was getting all kinds of evasive answers. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got down there, I realised why the fields and everything were sodden that had been raining for weeks. <laughs> so. Uh, the chances of a dry rally were light, but hey, it, it was a strange rally. Uh, well, it was strange. It was pissing wet on, on Saturday morning. And then it, the sun came out and things started to dry. And, and Ring being at the coast, and I can't remember the name of the other stage, the two stages in the afternoon that run twice, uh, were quite close to the coast. And uh, they dried like hell. And it was like a bacon day, a bacon summer's day. I, it was class. And then we got up Sunday morning and was pissing again. <laughs> uh, so... It was a strange sort of an affair. Uh, you just never knew what tire to be on. We were lucky enough now, but um, it was a whole, the whole thing was a siege, to be honest, because I, me and Lauren went down and took the rally car down, it was just a, the pair of us, and uh, Trevor McConnell was servicing for me. But uh, he must have been trying one of these remote services because he never turned up. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been trying to service from Donegal, which yeah. didn't really work. So we ended up doing our own thing. Uh, it was just me and Lauren. We serviced ourselves. We fed ourselves. We looked after ourselves. And we rallied and we done our recce. And we were, went down on the the Wednesday night, recce Thursday, Friday, rallied Saturday, Sunday, and come home with a result. 
couldn't ask for better than that, can you? <laughs> no, you couldn't. You couldn't. We're lucky that there no big dramas now. In fairness, there's always plenty of lads who'll help you out, but you don't like to be begging and borrowing of people. I had, I had all the stuff I needed. I just didn't know I was going to have the time to do it. But <laughs> Lauren's great at changing wheels and stuff, and she helps me spanner check as well. So just the two of us, we just did the whole thing ourselves. So mm. it, it worked out all right. Um, mm-hmm. The only drama we had mechanically was uh, so, so, no, sorry, Saturday, the, the first run over ring. Um, I love ring, and I've done enough times to know where you can push and where you can't. And we went into it and really pushed on it. Had a real good tight linge at it, and we're in the right tires with Cooper mediums in the back and softs in the front, and they were perfect for the conditions. Uh, but not quarter way in. Um, there's a uh, two right that I've been trying to get flat for years, and I thought <laughs> this is the year, and we took it flat, and I don't know what we hit. Uh, but a lot of people had the same thing and a lot of guys lost uh, two tyres and one tyre or suspension damage put quite a few people out of the rally whatever is there uh, you know and I didn't cut off the road I was on the road but and I, we've even watched your in car and we can't see what it was but a couple of people said it was like a small slab like a wee concrete slab and uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, social media I put up the picture of the, of yes. the wheel how, how it stayed hard I mm-hmm. will never know uh, and and Thankfully, you know, I've always talked about my, my one brain cell. It, it, it annoyed me for two corners and then I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, and just kept, kept the push pushing and we had a real good time and it sort of turned the tide for us because our, our early stages were crap. Uh, so it turned the tide and we had a real good afternoon and uh, we had bent the struts, but not badly. Uh, we had another degree and a half of extra camber on that side, but I quickly acclimatized that and left well enough alone. But then later on Sunday, I had the same wheel again and we ended up with like five degrees of camber. <laughs> so that was not good. That was no. not good. But she was very hard to slow down in the rain because uh, she was like, sitting on the edge of that tire all the time. Uh, but we had to work around that. Um, we, we we had a bit of a screw up too on the, on the last service, you know, with the attrition that there was. We, we were fifth that morning. And we didn't do nothing special on Sunday. It was just attrition, you know, lads falling out and punctures and, and breakages and stuff. And we all of a sudden ended up second. Last service, um, the tires that we put on had, had done a lot of work with a Cooper Super Soft Slick on the back and a, a Cooper Wet in the front. And uh, they were, they had done, worked hard, they'd done their job, but they needed changing. Um, but then, Lauren went and jacked the times. We were two and a half minutes up on the game third, and I was being a miserable hole. And I thought, no, <laughs> I cannot right. change the tires. I can drag these on to the finish. And that was fine. Uh, you know, we, we, we went well off the pace, and we thought we have two and a half minutes to play with. But going until the second last stage, Lauren had this uh, scared look on her face, shall we say. <laughs> and she says, she says, geez, there's two times just popping in that, that weren't there before. And it turned out that the, the times hadn't refreshed properly and, and uh, we had uh, Barry Mead and uh, John Bonner coming at us really hard, the, the pair of them. And they'd closed way in on us. Uh, so we had to go out for the last two stages and keep them and we only got we only beat them by five seconds. So it was, uh, it, I was nearly regretting me not putting the tyres on. <laughs> I think that would have been such a shame to come so far and then to, to lose yeah. the place. Yeah. Well, I kept saying to Lauren, you know, listen, we were happy this morning with fifth and I would have easily went home Sunday morning saying fifth, that'll do me 100% uh-huh. happy as a pig in a puddle. 
Yeah. And then you you know you get that wee bit further up and you go, Jesus, we're third now, we're second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get the wee slip then uh, of it, yeah. <laughs> you get greedy, but you know, I, I I had said to her when she said about Barry Mead, I said, listen, you know, if he gets us, he gets us. If we if we were gonna get third here, we'd be over the moon. And she said, No, but John Bonner's only a few seconds behind him. <laughs> uh, she says that's fourth, and I thought, nah, I that's not <laughs> I want the podium. Yeah. But and then the M2 lads put in serious time, the the two fastest two wheel drives in the last stage. And Artfield, uh, you know, they've been serious times, so they were pushing hard. Yeah. And like the the car you put up on Saturday evening, yourself and Lauren going through ring, like the both of you are just over the moon. I know it was Lauren's birthday and everything. I was I, waiting on, I was waiting on you singing to her, like maybe you cut off the them car before that appeared. <laughs> I, I, I don't sing. Well, I did sing once in this rally, to be fair. <laughs> Still probably I would say it'll be in our vlog. Um, I, I'm sure you've seen that moment we had on on the Pace Notes uh, fan cam where we slid slid towards a three at one stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have seen it, but uh, like I had that marked as a shiny six left, <laughs> but it was a six hundred inlet, but it was quite shiny on braking. It turned out as well. So uh, at the last minute, I had to just turn in and hope for the best, and she slid a fair bit towards us three and outside. And and as I missed it, I, I, I sang, it's a dumb way to, this is a dumb way to die. <laughs> so that'll probably come back to haunt me. That'll yes. be on YouTube, I would imagine. But, no doubt, uh, no doubt. No, the ring stage is an unbelievable stage, Gavin. It's just, it's one of them few stages in the world that on the right conditions and the right tyre, it's just so hard not to get sucked in and to carried away. And I was getting carried away, you know, at it's just a class stage, and it's lovely that Lauren got to experience it, you know, in a dry setup with no messing and, and nothing broke or damaged. Because you can easily clip something as we did the first time and got away with it, but a lot of people didn't. And you know, I've been I've done that that rally. I don't know for how long, uh, and it's not often you get a really good run at ring without screwing up or having the wrong tire choice or gets mm-hmm. wet or something happens. But it was just. An ideal with two ideal runs through it, you know, where mm-hmm. I think we're third fastest two wheel drive both times through it, uh, somewhere in that. And you know, I think I've did it another five times or ten times, I'll get no quicker. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That, that was me tapped out. That was all I could That's do. It. You can, and like, you know, we keep, you know, West Cork, if it's not the best rally in the country at the moment, it has to be one of the best. Like, so to come away yeah. there, you must be happy with the pace you showed. Yes, you, you know, you say you benefit from other people's attrition. But yeah. it's, it's about the preparation you put in beforehand. You know, it helps to make sure you're there at the finish as well. I well, I was, I was super proud of Lauren. Uh, obviously, I was very proud of the car as well because you know yourself. You know that this all happens in this wee shed, and it, it you know, you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, <laughs> and it can happen. Any of us, anything can break yeah. or anything can go wrong. But when you see the amount of cars that dropped off, you know, professionally prepared, proper cars, and I don't know. You would think to look at me, I don't have much mechanical sympathy, but you have to try and get her through it because those some of the stages were very choppy and very difficult, and the conditions and all the rain that had before it that left left the, the club at uphill struggle. But by just they pulled it off, you know, their competitors that run a rally, mm-hmm. uh, and you can that tells, you know, there's been a few rallies lately that you can tell there's been a competitor that's that's run on us, uh, and and they're a bun- bunch of competitors and they're all real good lads and and, la- and ladies. and it's just, it's, I always look forward to going to West Cork. There's such a fantastic welcome down there. You know, they're real rally people. And from the day and hour that I ever stepped foot there, they've always been real good to me and looked after me and, and been kind, you know. And it's, that's, that, that, that tells, you know, that mm-hmm. tells. 
For sure, for sure. And then before, just quickly before I let you go, uh, as Jason Black put up a picture on social media, I think that was starting it as well. His car was having baller. Daniel McKenna, oh, Gary Kiernan in below the car. He says you were there with tools and all. Like, isn't, that's what Irish rallying is all about. Everybody getting mucking in yeah. and helping out. There was no more room for anybody else on the car. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a starlet, like. Yeah. But uh, no, it was fantastic. He was lucky. There just happened to be that delay at that stage as well to give that time to do that job. And uh, I carry a toolbox in the back of the car. And <laughs> you think somebody said to me one day, Are you going to do the safari or what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but I, I always try and carry bits and pieces with me that can salvage stuff. And it's like Jason said, Have you got an, a, a, an M8 nut? And I said, I don't, but I know where I can get one. <laughs> and I always steal them off the, the, the tower, the spare wheel tower. Uh, if I need an M8 nut or bolt, there's four hole nut in that I always, that I've stolen them many times. To, uh, you know, three will do the job. The <laughs> you, you always think, where can you steal it off the car to make it do what it needs to do somewhere else? So, um, yeah, he did a couple of M8 nuts, so that was that sorted. But um, I, and at the same time, you don't want to be carrying a heap of weight as well, you know, but <laughs> it's, it's, balance, yeah. I, uh-huh, yeah. it's like an insurance policy. I like to have it and uh, some tools with me that if someone happens or someone has something somebody else, you can help them out. And it's good to see it. There was a lot of lads there, you know, trying hard to get him going and he got away I think he had a kill switch failed then later on the rally unfortunately but at least at least he got uh, all his mileage uh-huh. and you know he's fell in love with the, with the 2.5 now as well I will listen he can make a talk there's no doubt about that um, mm-hmm. um, he was a big enough handful in the 2.1 uh, <laughs> box also uh, when, I, uh, when I seen that his engine up for sale I went oh balls <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, bloody hell yes. well there you go Yes. And he's well, about and he's about twenty five. Uh, the weather through everything night, yes, but it made for a cracking rally, didn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. When you mentioned the weather, I mean we were like everybody else. You keep checking the weather forecast the few days leading up to the events, like on all rallies, and the weather looked pretty appalling, to be honest, didn't it? Uh, all the way through the week. And then uh, I think at the very last minute it changed to being a dry. Saturday and uh, a wet Sunday, and then it changed again. It looked like it was going to be dry all weekend, but um, we've got plenty of wet tyres with us, <laughs> just in case of the wet. And um, we thought, blimey, we're not going to use these. And then, of course, on Sunday, the forecast was dry, but it actually rained, yeah. as it does in West Cork, I think, mean, quite often, isn't it? When you near the coast, <laughs> yeah. it just changes just like that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. when you. You know, don't expect it, and uh, and it did. It, it stayed wet all day Sunday. Yeah, because like, yeah, initially the, the thought was it was going to be wet in the morning and dry up for the afternoon, kind of similar to Saturday. But once it started to rain, it just got, it got progressively it got, worse got through. Got worse, it, worse, yes. it got, got worse and worse, and of course, all the shiny tarmac parts of the stages show up and become quite treacherous. I mean, there's several places, uh, it, was, it was very, very tricky, on, particularly on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having an army about tyres uh, on the Sunday morning because it hadn't rained that much by the time we were going out. And, we, and you know, it's, it's always a, a task to uh, think what to, what's the best tyre. You don't want to get caught out, you know, and uh, we'll have the wrong tyres on and just lose a load of time. Mm-hmm. But of course, you can gain time in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, like we've seen that in the overall rally, you know, like Josh Moffat made two inspired tyre choices over the weekend 
and like it, it's it's at this level, it's the difference between winning and losing at times. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You can you can you can have a two minute lead and you know lose it all in one stage just by having the wrong the wrong tyres on. It's mm. uh, it makes a big difference, certainly. For sure, for sure. And like you know. You know, we talk about the you know historic rally in Ireland at the minute that you know this that Tarbout Championship is sponsored by Synergy uh, Synergy Motorsport. Like thirty crews started the event. Like that is fantastic, really, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's got to be the best yet, I think, isn't it? That's got to be the biggest entry. Yeah. I would have thought, other than Killarney Historics, but um, wow! And there's there's some really quick fellows coming along as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from Wales, the UK, and and you know, and from Ireland, and uh, there's some blooming nice cars there. Now, the standard of preparation, standard of cars, are fabulous, really. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it really is. And then and to come out and play, then Craig Breen and Paul Nagel joined the ranks at, at the weekend as yes, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yes, like yes. that's nice for you guys as well to have. You know, this guy who is currently racing the WRC. To be down there, you know, and you know, probably coming over and having a look around your car, and you're over having a look around his car. <laughs> it's just that's right, that's it would right. never happen in the WRC, would it? Craig, Craig and Paul are so nice, you know, great fellas, and uh, you know, they're, they're great to chat to. Uh, there's no, there's no sort of the big I am's or anything like that. They're just one of us, really. That's that's really nice to be part of. Really, it's a pleasure to be around them. And, and all the other competitors, you know, all the all the all the guys in historic and the girls, of course. Uh, you know, we all get on so well, and we, you know, we chat for start stages, end stages, and we, you know, we have a good we have a good laugh. To be honest, mm-hmm. it makes it all more enjoyable. Yeah, I guess like you've been competing for, shall we say, a good few years now at this stage, and and like, over the last, as I suppose, seven years or so now, you've been coming over to Ireland to compete. And the historic championship, like what keeps bringing you back? Is it that bit of fun, the bit of banter between the stages, and obviously the competitive well, nature on the stages? The, the people, the scenery, uh, you know, the roads, the stages, the rallies, the organisers, the marshals—they're all it's the whole package uh, to come to come to Ireland rallying. It's the, there's no better place. There's no question about that. Um, I, I've done quite a few rallies in the UK, mainly forestry rallies uh, in the, well, between the mid-80s and I think 2008, last time I did a, a forestry rally in uh, in the UK, mainly front-wheel drive cars, admittedly. But, um, you know, it's, there's something about coming to Ireland. It's, um, I, I thought I'd finished in 2008 and uh, that was it for me. But there was one, I hadn't been to Ireland that was one one regret I had before, you know, when I finished. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll go and do one. I'll go and do one and see what it's like. And my friend Alan Watkins had been coming over, and uh, he'd, he'd done a few with a few different events, and he persuaded me to uh, get a car, get a car built. It was a historic Pinto car, and we, we came across and did um, Killarney Historic. Uh, that was about 2013, I think it was. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, blimey, I've, you know, I've been missing this all these years. And uh, so, of course, you, you come back and do another one the following year. And then you add West Cork onto it. And then you, 
I caught 20 onto the following year. And before you know it, you don't want to miss out on those great events each year. So the number of events we've been doing just increases. Fortunately, I've got an understanding family that uh, let me do these things. Yeah, because you know that uh, isn't that such a you know that's the bit that you know us us spectators on the ditches don't see. It's all those manners going in before the events. You know the travelling to and from the events. It's not just rocking up on 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 the you know the Saturday morning and jumping into the rally car and going. That's there's a lot of hours go on scene. But you know the guys in the ditches. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we uh, coming from the UK. We uh, last weekend, for instance, we. We left on Thursday morning at sort of five o'clock in the morning. In fact, I think it was four o'clock actually on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, uh, Guy and myself with Alan, we we all fly um, to Cork. On this occasion, we we flew from Manchester because the uh, the flights from Birmingham aren't, aren't suitable. But uh, we fly in, hire a car from the airport, use that hire car to recce with. We've got um, our service guy, John Ross, who does a fantastic job. He uh, takes the van trailer up to Hollyhead, goes across on the ferry to Dublin, drives three and a half hours, um, after the three and a half hour crossing, of course, down to Cork, uh, to, down to Connick Hill, of course. And then um, that's on a, on a Friday morning. Um, of course, we've got to do all the return journey on a, on a Monday morning. Sometimes leaving the quality hotel in Clonakilty at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, poor old John has the short straw because he leaves Clonakilty at nine o'clock on a Monday morning mm-hmm. and gets home at ten o'clock on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, and you know we're fortunate that uh, John you know will do that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, it's it's all about it's all about the teamwork. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Guy. Guy does a fantastic job on the on the notes. We use Patterson's uh, notes, and uh, cause we, we have simply because we have done. I've, I've been using Patterson's notes since about nineteen ninety nine, I think nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Guy, you know, similar. Um, Guy does a fantastic job pairing the notes before the rally. So that's several days and nights, lots of hours before the mm-hmm. event. Getting the notes ready and uh, checking anything we can check on previous notes and uh, DVDs, that sort of thing. Exactly. Any, anything we can we can get really. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of preparation, and of course we've got to prepare the car as well. Yeah, Also takes time. Um, and, and do you and do you be hands on when it comes to the prep of the car as well? A little bit, yes. I mean, I must admit. We've got a couple of cars, um, and John does most of the work on this car, on the BD, uh, simply because it's it's, uh, it's an expensive piece of kit. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather somebody look after it that knows what we're doing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of cars at home, which um, uh, my son also rallies. George is 26, uh, and he, he does road rallies in mainly the Welsh Road rallies. Um, in fact, he was out on Saturday night, in fact, the same the same weekend uh, up in North Wales. Uh, so I look after that car. Uh, that's, a, that's a Pinto. And um, 
So that's that's my job. <laughs> um, to look after that one. And yeah, anything that I struggle with, uh, John comes and helps me or uh, advises, that sort of thing. Excellent. And so, like, you know, like, uh, you know, has to be, you know, the most iconic car probably ever in rallying is, you know, the Mark II BDG. Like, what, what a thrill it must be to go down, you know, you talked earlier about some of the best roads. Like, and, you know, that iconic car on those iconic roads, whenever things click, it, there mustn't be a better feeling. Absolutely not. I mean, I mean I, my hero was Roger Clark and, uh, you know, Billy Coleman as well, of course, you know, coming from where we're, where we're going. But, uh, you know, to, to see to see those guys in those days, you know, there's so many escorts out at World Championship level, 79, you know, 75, 76, 77, fantastic days. And they, they, they were just heroes. And uh, as as boys, you just wanted to, you know, do what they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, look spectacular. And I, I'm, I'm not a very spectacular driver, to be honest. I'm a bit more of a neat and tidy driver. But uh, I see some people being quite, uh, you know, sideways here and uh, looks great. You know, you, you can't, there's no better car to to use for that sort mm-hmm. of purpose, really. Even, even on the tarmac, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. fantastic to see. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, you know, other people had their dramas over the weekend, definitely, you know, there's no denying that. But for you to finally take your first overall one, you know, you've had maximum points in the championship before and one thing or another, but that must have been pretty sweet now rolling into Clonakilty uh, on Sunday evening as the yeah. overall one of the, the story. Absolutely, yes. It's uh, it is a first. We had a close one in twenty nineteen, Killarney, Rally the Lakes, where we were we had a, a quite a sizable lead uh, over Alan Ring, who'd got a um, one of Melvin's higher escorts. We had a close one then, and I, I threw it away uh, on a on a loose gravel corner and lost time. I think we lost that. We lost that rally by nine seconds, I think, uh, on the last stage. But um, that, that was a bitter pill to swallow, to be honest. That that uh, really annoyed me. But uh, you know, yeah, it's, I, I don't I don't come out to win particularly. I don't. That isn't the intention. You know, trophies, awards, and all. I think it isn't why I go rallying. I, I go rallying for the crack, for the enjoyment, mm-hmm. uh, for the fun, and uh, just to. Be there, you know, just to be on these events. I just, I just feel privileged, and um, you know, if if the odd trophy or the odd title, award, whatever comes along as we go along, that's a bit of a bonus, really. That's as simple as that. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, and to go out and do it with your friends, like that makes it even better again. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yes, yes. We had a, we had a few uh, chanders. On uh, Sunday night in uh, in the hotel, and we you know swap stories, swap photographs, and uh, moments, and that, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, so you see that wasn't that corner slippy, and you know the slides get bigger and wider as the night went on. I would say Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> makes it uh, makes it all the better. It really, it really does. Mm-hmm. I could, like, you know, we you know we spoke to as they over the past year or so, we spoke to quite a few of the historic guys, and each and every one of them say. Yes, you know, 
on the stages from the other clocks ticking that you know that's important but that you know the banter and the fun outside the car is every bit as good as the competition inside the car yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've enjoyed the wrecking to be honest I, I enjoyed wrecking because you go you know around the countryside seeing all these sights and views and spectacular scenery and you know beautiful properties and uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't see these places otherwise no <laughs> and there's sometimes off the there are sometimes off the sort of normal normal tourist routes as such you know they're, they're yeah. kind of they're down the wee side roads or whatever yeah so uh-huh. you got you got spectators you know and locals they're so enthusiastic <laughs> and uh you know that waving and cheering and uh, the man on sunday in the rain i was surprised to see how many farmers were out on their tractors parking on on the field side of the hedge yeah. keeping dry inside the tractor and they're all watching watching the action mm-hmm. on the other side of the hedge it was uh remarkable i haven't seen that before no. and then the, the, even saying was a colony historic at the end of last year you were doing the reggae on the thursday and the friday and there was camper vans and all parked up yeah, uh, yeah. up malls gap and on the thursday it was like something you see in europe almost you know so. yes mm-hmm. giving up to get, get a get a best spot and the same same happens this weekend, to be honest, on West Cork, uh, there were several camper vans down by the beach at Ring on Ring, um, and there were several places there were camper vans all uh, trying to get the best spot uh, so they can get there early. Yes, definitely. So, Duncan, yeah, and Duncan, where to next? The Circuit Ireland is it next then? Yes, we're going to go and do the Circuit of Ireland. Um, never done it before, um, but uh, it's a uh, I, I do like, quite like the stages up there, to be honest. Um, I, I enjoy the Ulster stages anyway. But when we did Ulster, we did Ulster the last two years. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that type of uh, terrain. I'm assuming the Circuit of Ireland is a similar sort of roads. Um, not being there, but uh, it's exciting. New challenge, new area. And uh, uh, the great thing is it's probably new to everybody as well, too. So everybody's on the, at the level... Playing for yes. going into the event yes. as well too. I'm not sure how many historics they'll, they'll get. Uh, I haven't looked at an, at an entry list to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's all exciting stuff, you know, and uh, long may continue. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We should circle of Ireland after that. We should be going to uh, Killarney, isn't it? Killarney, Killarney and after that, then, yeah, then on to Donegal. Going down south, isn't it? Yep, mm-hmm. I, they're talking about that's going to be yeah, um, that's going to be epic this year. There's some fantastic stages being picked there. Yep, so mm-hmm. I really enjoy those stages down there. Ardgroom and Cobhead, yeah. uh, the two of my my, my favourite stages Excellent. by a long shot. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can't be missed out that one. That's for sure. Got to go for that reason. Brilliant to hear there the wonderful stories of Duncan there. How much he enjoys coming over here and. That, you know how the warm welcome is for the you know himself and all the other crews going across the water. Um, also, I got a chance to catch up with Barney Mitchell. Barney was over competing in the historic rally in Costa Brava at the weekend, and an M three with Greg McCormick. You know what can we say? Barney Mitchell and Greg McCormick in the one car. <sighs> there has to be a story there. Uh, we'll hear from Barney now. Barney Mitchell, we thought we'd get you on to speak about Rally Costa Brava at the weekend. It looked an absolutely phenomenal event. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of the highlights on the on the, the rally and calendar for a lot of people. Um, it's a massive event. I think there's two hundred and 
was there 280 odd entries for it between the legends and the the FIA end of it. So uh, yeah, it's very good now. Yeah. And the, you know, you look around at the cars. It's not escort, 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 escort. It's there's such a variety. Like it's 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 nearly it's nearly almost what the cars you can't see. Never mind the cars you can see. It's easier. That's what I'm trying to say. It could be easier to 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 say the cars you can't see rather than the cars you do see. Oh yeah, there's a funny. I just looking at the entry list there, and uh, like if you look down the top of it, there's you've got a Delta Integrale, 037 Rally, Audi Quattro, CRRS Cosworth, Subaru Legacy, RS1800, Porsche 911, Stratos, uh, Manta 400 M3s, uh, right the way down to a, a, a Noto Bianchi and a Morgan Plus Eight. <laughs> You know, with a wooden chassis, yes. which is the we got talking to the guys, a Swiss guy, and uh, it's the only FIA uh, registered uh, V8 Morgan in the world. So that's uh, the, the, people love just to rally something different, and that's the great thing about it. It's not just like homewards, escorts and escorts and escorts, like you know, with a sunbeam thrown in for a bit of, yeah. bit of a novelty. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's great, great, very great spectacle. Uh-huh. And these guys, they're not just out to tour about, they're going hard. Oh yeah, there's a few, uh, the, the likes of Zippo and, and uh, Lucky, who I think I believe is 70 or 71 years of age, but when you look at him, he doesn't look a day over 45, you know, and, and for a bit of pawns, sitting with them. So they're not there, they're there, yes, they're there for fun, but they, they want to be competitive and, and they are competitive. Like The cars are run to a works level. Probably better now with the development of the tyres and the suspension that they're allowed to do. Uh, oh, they're quick operators. And they know where they're going. The stages are fairly similar year in and year out, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, for, for yourself, you know, the last time we spoke, you, you know, the whole thing was get an M3, you know, get out of the escort. You'd have power steering, you know, ah. <laughs> all the creature comforts. Ah, was ah. it ever when you thought it would be? Oh, I, I get fed up listening to Marty crying about his arms being sore, so I was pretty <laughs> glad she had this M3 land. But oh, here, what a truck, boys. She's uh, it's the best balanced car I've ever sat on. Now, it's a high energy tower over in Spain, you know, but this thing, like I was licking the side one day going around the corner. <laughs> you know, she's first class, like, and I never ever stepped out once. Uh, you know, under power, yes, you can drift it, but it never snapped the back end. And, and the only way you could make it push the nose was been extremely ignorant with it you know mm-hmm. um and now the purse to here now definitely that uh takes a lot of the a lot of the workload off the driver now but i uh, know yeah that's a credit to matt's the build of the car and and we never touched a thing never changed the spring cameras any of them things at all get into the car and just drove it and, and uh, as the weekend went forward i suppose greg got faster and, and faster and uh really started to get onto it you know yeah i think we should mention that you know it was a change of driver the, the co-driver was the same the car was different but the driver you know uh marty couldn't make it but obviously we work commitments and one thing and another but like yeah. you know what can we say about greg mccormick that hasn't been said before like one of the most naturally talented drivers i would say that this country ever produced i will there's a bit of a famous saying in this area about him uh from the john the bug kelly who used to be a big man in the 80s at rally and john said uh Greg McCormick, how can I describe him? He says, uh, probably the most talented driver there ever was, but he never used it till it was almost too late. <laughs> so he never, he never used his driving skill till he was in a Hamlin. <laughs> and then he just used it to get out of it. Like, yeah. aye, but no, here, look, he hadn't done a rally, and I think them 
previous five years, whatever it was. And they, ah, here, I'm sure there was nerves before the rally, although he didn't let on. But uh, very, uh, very methodical. He figured out we uh, we were very unfortunate with a set of notes from last year um, for I think like eighty percent of the stages. So we had something there to work on, and, and he figured out his fives, you know, the slower corners, the sixes and the fives, and worked up into the next stage. He says, right, we want to figure out these fours now, what gear to be on, you know, what your braking distances is. And he was very methodical the whole way across the rally. And you see on the stage times that, that he just slowly crept up the leaderboard the whole way, you know. Um, and uh, now, very impressive uh, for a man. Sure, he's old as fuck, like. <laughs> he's been a bit of a wee lifetime ah, this no, fairness, I'm not going to say anything nice about him, like. But, <laughs> no. Uh, he, uh, no, he, he was very, very methodical, very impressive. And, and when he did start to give it a wee push now, you could see there was just that twinkle. You can see where Barney gets it from, like, you know. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely in the breeding. And Barney, had he even had a test, proper test in the car before the rally? Yes, no. I, he <laughs> tested what what's the ramps for to put it in the lorry. <laughs> That's about the biggest test was. No, drive it to scrutiny. Yeah, there's no point. You know, when you're coming from a level of zero with it, doing anything other than maybe getting into a proper shake. We had a shakedown. There was a two-kilometer shakedown uh, we went to um, and uh, got on to that and drove around it and was very steady and careful. Here, I'll tell you boys, Greg was out for the fun and that's it. There's no need to be standing there hooking the thing out of a hedge, you know, whatsoever. Uh, stage times are only a bit of paper at the end of the day it's all about the fun like, and, and uh, we definitely had cracking fun you know uh, yeah I think Greg I remember him telling me before he's here for a good time not good times and I, yeah. that always stuck to me that this guy just he gets it he works hard he mm. needs a release from work and rallying oh, is yeah. that release oh yeah yeah, oh, very much so and, and the rallying thing with us is a bit of a family <clears> thing you know so everybody gets their part and takes part mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the wider circle, you know, the likes of Ernie and them and everybody else that's involved. And uh, yeah, we like to bring a bit of fun to the paddock, as we say. So anybody that's involved in our conversations, it's all about a slagging and a bit of crack. And mm-hmm. if somebody tries to get chased, we'll probably hit them a kick in the hole and tell them to get away. Like, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's nice to be competitive, but it's not what it's all about, really, like when you're going out there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know, as you say, the, 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 the guys up at the front, They've been doing that rally maybe 10, 12 years. That's only yeah. your second time out in that event. Yeah. It, it would be unfair to expect to be at the sharp end. So why not go out and enjoy it, you know? Oh, I hear, look, there, I think, there, was there not seven or eight other Irish crews come out to do the Legends? Uh-huh. And uh, now our, our timetable was was massively different then. We didn't get to interact with them a pile. Um, and, and we kind of hoped we could get to the Irish part because it was St. Patrick's weekend that we could get there on Saturday evening to meet up everybody. But the way it's still an FIA event and there was post-event scrutiny, so uh, that got interesting with BMs as well. You're talking about your BMs. There was a there was a few you ended up getting the, the Dear John letter. Oh dear. Uh, they get they get excluded for having certain technicalities to the cars not right. But again, that, that's what makes it fair. There's people come long and far and wide to compete mm-hmm. in it. And as you say, the people at the top are competing very seriously. So um the blue shirts are keeping an eye on it. They will fear. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that is probably fair because like you would hate to be coming all the way from from Draperstown to be beat with a guy that who was bending the rules, shall we say? Oh, many a time we've showed up in the local specials mm-hmm. running with the two point five two liter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's all these sorts of wee things that that, that get you, and I, I know they, they definitely keep a very tight eye on it. There's nobody getting away with it, like you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's still a game. It's uh, fair is fair. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the way it is. Again, you know, time controls, all them things, all same as the WRC event. Absolutely no mercy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but again, that's uh, you're not at home. You're not in Kansas anymore, as they say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can wrap up five minutes early and yeah. rattle on in for a conversation. Like no, or you can click your heels and expect everybody to jump to your gym. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Here, look, we we had ball with the car too. Um, just a few teething troubles, and, and uh, we're actually very lucky to stay in the event. We got four and a half minutes of road penalties, I think, in total. But. Uh, Again, we got we, we we got through it and got the thing going, and, and every stage we got was a bonus. So, yeah. uh-huh. and like what are, you know, like in comparison to like a stage at home, are the stages like are they really really good stages out there as well? Uh, here, look, oh, Ireland's got cra- class rally, but mm-hmm. we've been there and done it too. But yeah, I would give an example, and and the notes for Spain. Uh, normally at home, I think a, t- a stage would be one page per kilometer in my notes. So Spain's three pages per kilometer. So that shows you just, you do not have a distance. If you have a distance, probably 30, 40 is all you're, you're talking about. When you get up over the top of the, the, the mountain, you maybe have an 80 in there or something like that there. I think there's one 200 in the whole rally. So that's the different, totally different nature stages, but the tarmac's fairly abrasive and, and consistent. So you know what you have and you can bury the thing into everything all the time. Other than the, the, the one thing we noticed about the BM is she doesn't like gravel. Right. If there's a bit of gravel strewed across the road, she will just wash out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the way the chassis is in them, you know. So, yeah, because uh, they are they're built for the smooth. Uh, yeah. They just seem to be that they just handle that sort of tar so well. They can hang on in the corner so well that you know that once that that bit of energy leaves the ground, they just leave it with it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have to be wary of your gravel now. Um, mm-hmm. Compared to an escort where it seems to just sort of roll over on the on, on itself, you know, it, it'll, it'll work across the gravel a lot better. You know, it's one advantage it does have. But uh, no, the, the the stages, the nature of the stages now are, are uh, they're not going to find one in Ireland anyway. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not as no bumps and jumps and things like that. But it's definitely right. You, you will have a lot of corners where the difference it'll be a five, say you know, a slow second gear corner, but you'll have it a little bit short, half long or long or it nips or double tightens mm-hmm. and knowing the difference in that is where you get your speed and where the local guys will know whether to push on into the corner or wait on the corner to exit it right you know yes. mm-hmm. um so they, you know that's interesting to learn all them wee things and i always say to all the young lads that, that go to do them like fiesta challenges and things and the junior wrc they mightn't win but they come back a far better driver because mm-hmm. they've learned they've learned how to make their notes they've, they've learned the nature of a different stage and they can apply that when they come home, you know. And you've seen it time and time again. Young Critton and them lads are coming home and just wiping the floor with a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. I look at, you know, I know Wall had a lot of bad luck in West Cork last weekend, but yeah. never he had a clean run at a stage. The times he was setting phenomenal, really. Oh, I, it's very easy for people to sit on the internet and see some somebody, you know, even back a few years ago with different lads like Ali Fisher went yeah. done the fiestas and not have a bad luck, mm-hmm. but like Ali came home, you know. Different lad. He yeah. always was quick, but he had yeah. that confidence in, in himself and his notes and his processes of rallying. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just see it, the results in it, like you know. So um, the likes of John Coyne and that encouraging them young lads. They mightn't be one in a rally or whatever, but you see the education they're getting and, and yeah. how it'll bring forward, and that'll filter down from all the other people that they'll give their experience to. You know, and it'll bring Irish rallying up to a, a big level. You know. Yeah, I can think yeah. we're already. You know how competitive the, the rallying is here at home like you know ra- you know rallies decided by you know a half spin or an overshoot or whatever 
and the, that's only going to get better in the next few years. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But, um, no, back to Spain, Kevin. We didn't get drinking any beer, and I'm badly disappointed. <laughs> and did you not make up for it since you got home? No, I haven't. No, I've been flat out since. Uh, <laughs> you have to. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of boys shooting on the phone, like. But um, mm-hmm. no, um, I just would. Uh, I would like to think there's an awful, an awful lot of manpower goes into that rally. Uh, mm. Even compared to home, the, the the promotion that they have and the way they set it up in the middle of the city, the park fermi's right in the middle of the city. They're starting up and finish ramps along the riverside. You know, it's uh, they put a, a great effort into it, and, and musicians and bands and everything, and all them things. I think some of the rallies could learn from that at home here. You know, that keeping it in the heart of the town or keeping it in somewhere. I think pays dividends. It may be a lot of hassle for an organising committee and things like that there, but I think you had to keep pushing for that instead of running for the hills. Yeah, funny, um, we just spoke to John Coyne before we spoke to you, and mm-hmm. he was in Mexico, and he talked about, you know, the way, you know, that, the, the you know, the, the the super specials to start the rally. You know, yeah. they drove 20 kilometres down a road into a city and then drove through that city into another city. And he says the whole route was lined by people you know, clambering, getting, you know, getting their autographs, you know, getting selfies, whatever. And these are probably people that if they seen a rally car next week, they, they'll probably go, oh, you know, that, there was a rally on here last week. Yeah. Here, a rally stuck away in a, like a, what do you call it, like a industrial estate or, you know, yeah. in a car park out in the back of beyond. Again, you need, you need the room and you need the facilities for, you know, industrial <clears> estate suits that purpose well over here, yeah. but you still need to, a wee road section down into the middle of a town or something yeah. where there's a regroup where people mm-hmm. get that attention like from the general public mm-hmm. uh, in a good way because Jesus, there's while uh, um, the police and the speed cops and stuff was around them rallies too. Mm-hmm. That's shocking, you know, and, yeah. and you, if you're two or three kilometres over, you're getting pulled. Like, yeah. There's uh, the, no messing. No, and like, at home, like, you know, local radio stations will cover the, you know, the 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 downside of rallying, you know, on the Monday or the Tuesday after the rally, and all the the spectators left rubbish in my garden. Oh, they knocked down my fence. There's uh-huh. none of that, you know. Oh, they come into the town and they, you know, they spent millions here in this, yeah. you know, in this the local community. That it's it's probably not. We're not sort of exploiting the the good side of what rallying can uh, bring well, to the community. I think to be fair, that the value of rallying is starting to be appreciated in Ireland. Now. I think that they are, but. Um, the promotion end of it now, it's very hard for volunteers to get up to that level, but the councils, I think, need to stand up now as well and, and come in with the organisers and, and try and help promote it instead of coming up with health and safety issues. Like, you mm. know, um, but they, they do that very well in the continent. And that, that championship as well now, um, I think, what's the next one? Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Again, great rally. Mm. Cracking rally. More like Ireland. And the stages be more of a choppy tarmac, broken tar, bits like that. They, you know, but they will bring it right into the town. They have a rock band going. You can hardly hear yourself. Telling it, you know, there's boys stalling the cars. An M3, the loudest thing in the world. You couldn't hear it with a rock band going. Like you're trying to get over and up. But again, they bring something to the party. Like, um, and and that's there's just a bit of flair with them rallies, you know, and a bit of adventure with them. So it's, uh, mm. it's hard to beat. Yeah, and like to do it and like an M3 or whatever, like that must be like, you know. You know, do you appreciate it? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I kept looking around all the time and, and just looked around and said, big well, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, well, Austin, you know, just, yeah. uh, just, I, uh, oh, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, that's, uh, it's that 
just relighting that fire again when you're a young boy standing on the hedges and you heard them think, now, my right ear is not right and will never be right after last weekend. The thing, the exhaust is just down to your right hand side, like, I'm fucking deaf, like. Yeah. Uh, so the next time I'm, I'm buying earplugs, but uh, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, even, even on the road sections, there, there's tunnels in the road sections. And the next thing you see, I'd be sort of, you had a, it's fairly intense on a road book, you know, you have to watch everything very, very closely and there's a lot of spaghetti junctions and wee bits and pieces and, I'd be down looking at the road book, trying to get a wee heads up of what's coming ahead and times, and you're looking at your watch and all them things are good David does. And then <laughs> next thing Greg would stand on the brakes and say, what the fuck's that there? And that tunnel and he'd rev the piss out of her. You still have a Cormac at the end. Oh, I never grow up like that. That's class. Oh, no. Never change. Uh, oh, I, oh no no never change I just yeah. completely lunatic because I say you'd race the wheelbar around her yard like and, and be fast <laughs> oh I, I oh definitely know um, it's uh, I, I think he knows now to enjoy it more than the competitive thing but again <laughs> a couple of his times he was fifth was he fifth and fourth fastest on a couple of the stages without I wouldn't show him a time all weekend and nor did I say to him if you ask are you going to get it Mm-hmm. And that was the point. Just yeah. let's just go and enjoy it, you know. And then we'll get back into service, and the boys will. Ooh, that was some time you had in there, something like shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 you know, with the captain's out of the bag, like, uh, yes. but uh, no, very, very good now. So, and then there was a funny. Just on a side note, uh, Andrew Nesbitt's old car was doing the rally. The uh-huh. the, the V. Now, here, maybe I'm wrong with this, but is it V10 WRC? Yeah, uh-huh. the two door car. Yeah, Aye, so James O'Brien. Aye, James uh-huh. O'Brien was uh, was sitting with Ernie Graham, and then we were all standing. I looked at a wee while, and I said, "The James, I said, James, you not know that car, there? No, I just don't have a clue." <laughs> I didn't realise how you think about the the times uh, and the and the events they wanted that car. Uh, James yeah. just like, "Oh, I don't mind." <laughs> But, you know, isn't it isn't that crazy? But then, you know, you look at the amount of events that James O'Brien's done down throughout the Aye. years, you know, like, and a living legend of a man, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's like, funny, he just, he just didn't notice it all. I said, that's your okay. I said, no, it's not, is it? I said, oh, yes. <laughs> right. like, going strong. Aye, this is the car that won Donegal, won every stage in Donegal yeah. in 2000. And, and uh-huh. like, it wasn't his colour scheme until it sold. That's and right. The, the guy... Yeah. That has bought it for was it three hundred and something thousand? That's taking out and doing rallying with it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, I create some Italian, some big Italian boy, I think, has, has, has got a collection. Well, isn't that brilliant? That it's been it's been used. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, it's, there's another guy, Andrew McAlpine, has a three hundred eight Ferrari that he uses for it, and, and it's it's a wonderful thing to watch and see, like in the noise. Now he blew, and again, great lad, uh, Andrew Ball sits him, and uh, she broke a diff, I think, in the fourth stage or something. The next thing. We pulled up on the second up and the Ferrari was just tucked in along the side of the road. Nobody near it, sitting on its own. And an hour, maybe 50 yards down the road, there was a bar and they were sitting on it drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the sort of ethos of the whole thing. Like, uh, uh-huh. it's, it's here. We're here for a good time and if it goes wrong, we'll just continue on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let a breakdown get in oh, the way no. of the party. <laughs> Definitely not. So that could be the start of the party. Yeah. And is the plan to do a few more rounds of that historic European Rally Championship? Or? I think so. We're, we're for North Wales next weekend in the Ascot anyway. So that's uh, that's just, you know, you don't beat an Ascot in the woods, a BDA in the woods, like in, yeah. in around Wales or North England and stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll get out to that and uh, we'll see. I will maybe try and do that check. Probably going with, with, sure, we blew up in the first stage last year on it. And uh, mm-hmm. it was... Uh, 
it's not too often we get annoyed, but that was annoying because we were fastest overall in the shakedown and the wee escort like. So you had all the big oddies in the 037s, and here's this wee white escort coming, revving the rods of itself. Mm-hmm. You were, we were, we were on the, the, the first stage was a super special thing where you do three laps. That's a fairly big super special. It's like 8Ks or something at the outskirts of the town. But uh, Carlos Sainz's brother was doing it on a legacy and we were catching him on the stage. So the tails was up, you know. And, and the next thing, she she let that bad vibration out of her and uh, we puddle a pee behind her. Not so, nice. mm-hmm. uh, so it would like maybe a wee bit of retribution there and then we'll see, see what mm-hmm. the crack is. But here, look, it's all work dependent. It's not... Yeah. I'm an off-lad shouting at me without... I'm going to wait for him to run up your phone bill. You have to wake up for it. Like, there'll be, there's a few long nights this week now, and there'll not be many Sundays off for the next one. So, mm-hmm. um, But here, look, it's worth it. We're all too long in the grave. And the the goal for the end of the year, RAC again, to see your name on the entry list? Aye, you're aye. The one sure thing, we're definitely not going to be the favourites. There's a few... I think there's a few big hitters coming. Isn't it? Even the entry list that's up there, the entries received, and there's a few uh, TBAs through in there. Aye, well, I know a couple of the TBAs, and they're, they're proper. Yeah, that's going to be something else this year, isn't aye, it? Aye, we hear, look, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be in, the, in the rear with the gear. <laughs> <laughs> Let them boys hammer away. Like, oh, uh, that's all right, big tongue until the flag drops. <laughs> oh, I know, here, look, it is what it is. Like, you, yeah. you want the game, that, that's a big one on our calendar, like, but... <laughs> Uh, I think you have to be realistic. This voice is, is too fat. Bollocks is sitting on the own thing compared to two fine tuned racing machines that'll be racing again. It's like, you know, but here it's still, it's, 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 it is, you know, for anybody watching this, this, the night, um, I know we're going off piece to wee bit here, but the, the RAC is something else, boys, for people to watch and, and to compete in and the chase crews, you've everything that's all go proper the way it was in the 80s. Like, so it's, uh, when you're watching them boys coming down through the woods uh, 10 or 11 o'clock at night like and mm. oh it's, it's put just put the hairs on you like yes and i mm. remember the last time i think this was don't need the podcast i think we just had a chat one time and uh, dumb dummy buckley appeared out of uh, the hedge in the, in the uh, middle of nowhere you know every stage end uh, yeah you know oh, buckley uh, and greg were there you know and like isn't that uh, what rallying's all about just that you know them boys with a I, I walked over fire to be there for you guys. Oh, I've you know, but Don Buckley doesn't know about rallying. You know, it's, it's not worth knowing. Like we keep him going when he pulled out of that hedge and killed her one night in the middle of the door. He says, "Will you look at?" He famously lost the the, the door oh, the, the, of a works golf and killed her. He said, "Will you look at about that door?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, uh, you'd be beat without them lads. Like that's uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Again, you know, we we have a. Matt's Vanderbrand that built the M3 was there at the weekend and, and only for Matt's we would have been out of the rally um, you know he wasn't supposed to be servicing for us but he's that much pride in his cars that he would not let us be beat and they came running over and, and pulled the thing apart and between him and Greg they got the well, but fuel issues you know and, and uh, believe it or not the lift pumps failed the, the low pressure pumps the ones that are in the tank mm-hmm. had failed it's unheard of like and uh, the, the guys went for a bush fix with it and uh Got the thing sort of docked it up a wee bit with the high pressure pumps and put the feeds down in and made sure we were full of fuel. And uh, ah, here she never she never coughed after it with a great weekend then after it, like you know. So uh, I believe there's another famous Irish man now who's getting a, an M3 built as well. So uh, <laughs> there's got to be a, a bit of an influx of them now in the, in the next few months. But you're here, it's great to see it. Like. 
those historic uh, ERC rounds sound absolutely epic. You know the the, the, the you know the, the variety of cars, the, the competition seems insane. I think if you're anywhere in the continent and you get an opportunity to see one of those events, grab it. You know that they do sound fantastic. They really do. Um, so that is season two, episode nine. Uh, there's another special on the way now. Uh, it'll be quite a short one, but it'll be out hopefully Friday. Uh, some very exciting news coming there, so keep your eyes and ears tuned for that one. Uh, please, as always, please like, share, rate, subscribe. Um, all those things, comment, all those things make a huge difference. And thanks again now for the, the uh, we keep saying this, the numbers of people watching and sending messages, listening, whatever, you know, it's all gratefully appreciated. So until next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs>